we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. This episode was recorded at the Vision High Tech Training and Expo in Overland Park, Kansas. Join our panel of marketing aficionados as they take a deep look into the digital marketing space and how you as a shop owner can get started. Here's what's coming up. You know, getting over your fear of video, getting out the camera, and just talking to people, just being real. Not trying to overproduce anything, not trying to make a Hollywood production, but getting out the camera and showing, you know, in, in the automotive industry case, um, you know, something that may be going on with a vehicle. Without your story, how are you going to find your target audience? How are you going to find your tribe? There was a live bunny rabbit caught in the inside fender well of a car. We're, we're working on this car and we hear thump, 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 and there's a live bunny rabbit. Save the bunny, put it out in the field, bunny live. Got to be short. I mean, it's amazing. You never know how short 30 seconds is or how long 30 seconds is until you have to record your first commercial. Because you'll, you'll, you'll set that timer and you barely get out hello. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. There's, there's like this, this idea that there's so much to know and, and so little time to learn it all. And, and I just want to keep, you know, when I leave this world, the only thing I'm going to take with me is the knowledge I have, right? And, and uh, um, I just want to know everything I can know. So. Um, I, I, I just think it's really exciting and then to be able to share it with people uh, and, and, and watch I had a guy come up to me last night and stop me and pull me aside he said Cecil you know I, I kind of recognized him in his face but I didn't know who he was and, and he said I, I just have to I, I just needed to stop you and thank you I was in your class last year um, you know you, you talked you, I went home I did like four things you asked me to do and uh, last year I had to put everything on a credit card just so I could get here because uh, I had no cash. This year, it's in the budget. There's money in the bank. Nice. Uh, you know, nice. And, and that's education. That's that's learning the the one or two things. And you know, if I can if I can teach them one or two things, or four, they, uh, or four. Well, uh, or or ten. Four is a lot, right? Or ten. That he implemented yeah. four is amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. most go back and right. implement yeah, zero. zero. How much zero. Right. Because it's like drinking from a fire. Oh, absolutely. Hose. But I think that's. I think that's one of the things that, that we need to talk about in, in our industry as, as educators, and that is, yeah. you know, how do we how do we help them go back? I mean, we feed them with all this stuff, but yeah. then how do we help them go back and make a real change in their real lives? Uh, or can we, frankly? It, uh, can we somehow help them to know just enough to go back and actually make one or two changes and, and see the difference? Yeah. You, you've got a, a two-pronged problem there. Uh, people don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to make change, so they fear change, and they don't have the power within themselves to make that change. So with those two things going against them, they need a coach. They need an advisor. They need a mentor who will help well, them to make the change. Well, I, I would absolutely agree because, you know, the clients that we work with, it's funny because you, you come to these conferences. I've been doing Vision for, I think, 12 years. Yeah and uh, ATE for probably 12 or 13 years. And you, you come to these and you, and you kind of see the same people over and over. And they're the people right. that are actually coming to this, getting educated. And uh, maybe you see them two times or three times in a class before they're actually able to go home and, and really make a change. There, something happens in their life where they, they say, uh, you know, man, I, I don't want to be broke anymore or, or I don't want to go through this. And they, and they hire a coach or a consultant or 
or they join a group or whatever. Twenty group, right? yeah, and, a twenty and, group, yeah. And uh, and then they get they get some education, and and you watch them, and you just see the le- their, their their level of life and, and stuff just rise and rise and rise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here at Vision, I've seen shops come where the the shop owner came exactly, the first year, yeah. and got so much out of this training that the next year he brought his advisor and a tech. And then the third year, he shut down the entire shop. And everybody around him saying, what in the world are you doing? Why are you shutting down your entire shop? That's going to cost you so much money. And they say, they make it back up. Absolutely. He says, I can't afford not to. I can't afford not to. When I come back, I'll easily make the $20,000, $30,000 it costs to shut down the shop, fly everyone out here, feed them, and fly them back. Well, even even the motivation that that, that employees get. They did a they did oh, an yeah. interesting study years ago. Um, I believe it was uh, uh, Stanford University, but I could be incorrect. Um, they went into a company and they said, "How do we improve productivity?" So they said, "What we're going to do is we're going to change the lighting." So they're going to add lighting. So they basically went in and they they added lighting. They doubled the lighting. Made it brighter. Or, or made it brighter. And uh, and productivity went up uh, considerably, considerably, like like fifty, sixty percent. And so they said, well, if a little bit of light changes productivity, what if we put a lot of light? So they, they added more light. And guess what happened to productivity? It went up again. And then they said, well, okay, if, if a lot of light creates productivity, what if we take light away? And they went and they pulled the lights down. They pulled uh, some of the lights down that they had put up. And guess what happened to productivity? Did it go up again? It went up again. <laughs> because the employees... Because the employees were seeing that there were changes happening yes. uh, uh, that were in their benefit. It really had yeah. to do with the lights. It had nothing to do with lights. It no. had to do with, with, the, with the motivation. The perceived the cha- value. Uh, the motivation of the changes. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that's, that's one of the values of bringing your people into something like this. Because they see another way. They see a better way. And now they go, wow, I, I might be able to attain what some other people have or where I might be able to go home and make a change that's going to make my life and my family's life better. Yes. Um, so then so then, how do you guys, because you've got events like this that are big and, and fun, and but they're just a weekend. How do you take that back and have them continue to work on that between now and the next one? Well, you know, for some, there, there's this idea that as I'm training people, I'm also trying to build trust with them. And right. they don't trust me when they don't, they don't know me. They come to a class. Um, and they sit in that class, and frankly, they're fairly skeptical because their lives are a little harder. Uh, you know, I talk about this uh, $700 average repair order, and theirs is 300 and they, it's just, it's almost beyond them. Yeah, right? you don't understand my shop. You don't understand. My shop's different. If I could tell you how many right? times I heard that. Oh, every, uh, every time. It's, it's amazing. But, but they come to a class, and then they go home, and they do one thing. And they see, so. The and they first, see immediate results. The first time I was in a training like this, uh, I was like 24, 25. My dad was with me. We, we, we sat in the training. There was a guy named uh, uh, Jim Hunt uh, who was the trainer. And we left the class, and, and we went over to Disneyland because it was by Disneyland. And we went to a bar there, and Dad had a beer, and I don't drink, so I had whatever I had. And we got some nachos, and we were talking about it. And we're like, man, that guy, I don't like him. He was very, he was, he was really pushy. But, you know, he said to, to charge shop supplies. If we charge shop supplies, that's going to be like $1,600 a month. You know, instantly and, and, in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, and, and and so then and then we both looked at each other. and We're like, you know, I didn't really like that guy, but but he said to raise your labor rate five bucks an hour. He actually gave us permission, right? And we went home. We raised our labor rate and we charged shop supplies. And pretty soon there was three, four thousand dollars more in the bank every month. And we went, you know, okay, we got to go. We got to go Bravo. meet that guy and we got to go. 
get involved with his program. We need to stop him in the hall and say, thank you. Yeah. I implemented and, two things I learned from your class. And, and oh, by the way, and it now, made all the difference. what else are you doing because I want in? Yeah. I want to know everything that you know. And yeah. frankly, that's what got me here was all of that was like, man, if I could change people's lives like he changed my life, um, it, you know, that's the mission, right? That's, that's the right. whole thing. So, you know, I, I don't, I, not everybody's going to come in and go, um, I want it all, right? Um, uh, and, and, and I don't really care. Take a piece, go back, fix your business a little bit, and then, and then, you know, from there, use it as a springboard to do other things. Yeah. One thing I've discovered in in life, and even. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Jennifer Filson of Rockstar Marketing. I have a marketing agency where I write content for websites and I do social media marketing. I partner up with Kikui, but I'm also a dance instructor. And when I am teaching people how to dance, I can tell them all the things that they need to do, but we're not ready to absorb it just then. It's like we're drinking from a fire hose, right? And so having the time to digest it and then practice it. And what I mean by that is, okay, I had my very first Rockstar Summit in Monterey, California in January. And I invited my clients to come and do this customer appreciation party. Well, what we did was I put in some workshops that were just so off-center that took them out of their comfort zones, and I was wrapping like a personal development pill into a really delicious taco, and we had so much fun. So for example, the very first thing we did, a comedy improvisation class for customer service. Yeah. That gives, uh -huh. that gives me anxiety just hearing about that. And you know what was really funny? Rhonda and, and Lori were so upset with me that I made them get up and do comedy improv. But yet, it was the most popular workshop of the entire weekend. And, and, then, and then we had a teamwork makes the dream work, teamwork building workshop. Guess what that was? A dance class. They loved it. The spouses were included in the summit. They were encouraged to come. The wives were over the moon happy that their husbands were dancing with them for the first time. And at the very end of the workshops, we did a vision board where people cut out pictures from magazines and words and took glue sticks and put it on poster board like we're in fifth grade again, right? And we had our goals for the year. Five out of the 13 people who attended said that they want to do more dancing as a result of that dance class. So where I'm going with this is, is that yes, we need to constantly work on our conditioning to learn and to train, and we need time to practice those things. Because like my clients were saying, they tell us that we need to do all these things, but we don't, we don't ever implement it. So I created something that's so off the wall, but it was awesome. Well, I think, that, I, I think that's the, the primary struggle is to go back to your business and get into the whatever's normally happening. The minutia and, of the day. And have the ability at that point to make the to changes. get outside of the minutia and go, yeah. I need to make this change and, and really make that effective change. And, and you know the one thing that having a obviously you know we're consultants, we're we're trainers, we're teachers, and so we we have a bias on all of this. I think everybody should have a coach or a consultant mm -hmm. uh, because my clients that, that coach and consult make a lot more money and have a lot more life than, uh, than, than the ones people don't. that don't in, in general. Now, I'm not saying that uh, everybody that hasn't had a coach doesn't have a great business, but I can tell you that the majority of my clients really 
do exceptionally well, and most of them don't work more than two or three days uh, uh, in in their shops. And 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 so I'm going to say everybody should probably have a coach or a consultant. And the reason why is because that's the person that holds you accountable. That's the person that says, "Did you get this done?" And if you didn't get it done, how do we get it done? That's the person that strategizes with you and helps you uh, know what to do and what to change yeah. uh, 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 in your business to help you be successful. And the funny thing is, is as they start making the small changes and they start getting the results, then the bigger changes become easier and easier because now they're in this, I can change, I can make this happen. It's not going to be the same old crap every single day of my life until I die. Yep. Um, which I think my father, at some point in time, in his shop, I think he just kind of said, this is never going to be really what I want. This is a job. It's going to pay for my family, but it's not going to be that exciting. And he just said, that's it. And, and he accepted what he accepted. Um, I hate that. I, I hate to see that in our industry. I really think that we've got to um, uh, take it to another level uh, of professionalism in our industry. And I think the coaches and the consultants and the trainers are the ones that are going to have to help uh, uh, spur that. Yeah. Well, and a coach and a trainer helps break down what it takes to eat the elephant. Mm -hmm. You can't eat an elephant in one sitting. The village can't eat an elephant in one sitting. But if you are able to break it down, hold it accountable, you eat the elephant one bite at a time. Right. right. And a coach and a, a consultant and a manager is going to help you get there. You can, for sure. You can, almost, you can almost have as much education and training. You can read as many books as you want. Yeah. But what happens, what really makes the biggest change is just small little changes over a long time that yeah. are consistent and concise and thought out and, and uh, I, I'm just how do we get more people engaged really because they, they, they come to these trainings how do we really take have them take it home and do it consistently rather than oh this is fun I'm riding the motivation high yeah. And then eventually it falls off. I mean, you can only go to so many one one weekend classes or one day classes over the weekend or uh, events like this. How do you get it to stick? I don't think if you, I, I I don't think if you have have not made a decision and kind of drawn a line in the sand and said I don't want to accept what I have, I want something different. If you don't make that decision, then I don't think that you stick it out. I don't think that you keep working. I don't. You know. I think I think you have to. I don't think it's up to us. It's up to us to inspire. It's up to us to teach. Uh, it's up to us to motivate. But I don't think that we can motivate someone that's not going to be motivated. Yeah. They're the ones that have to say, I want something different than what I currently have. And if, if they say that and they mean it, then they'll reach out and then we can do our job and we can help them uh, attain whatever it is that they would like to attain. You know, the, the thing that excites me about the automotive uh, uh, business and the automotive industry is that there's so much opportunity out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, for the shops that, that know how to do it and understand it and, and really get it right, uh, there's just so much opportunity. Now, before we before we go any further, uh, we have uh, uh, Jimmy Lee from uh, Kukui. Uh, uh, so I didn't introduce everybody. I'm, I'm Cecil Bullard from the Institute. This is my son, Kent, Hello. Uh, from the Institute. And of course, Jennifer, introdu Jen Jennifer introduced herself. Um, so Rockstar marketing. We got it done. Um, and uh, if there are any questions, please feel free to ask them, and we'll try to get them answered. Uh, we don't necessarily have to talk talk about coaching and consulting. Um, you guys are both marketers. We have another marketer standing in the wings, Brian, and uh, and uh, we're going to bring him in in a minute and and uh, and and uh, probably move somebody out. But but um, 
uh, uh, I want to talk maybe a little bit about the future of marketing and the future of, because, you know, it used to be have a website and do some good SEO and everything uh, would be great. You'd attract, but, but today it's changing it's dramatically. Changing, changing absolutely. You know? So, absolutely. What, what's so you, the, if you even go back even further to when it was a yellow pages. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and some what, of us actually remember that. Well, yes, we do. We do. We, we remember the phone books. And then the phone books came the booster seat for the kid at the kitchen table. But uh, the, the, that marketing has changed. And, and the transition from phone book to website, they just took what was in the phone book and made a website. But really, that was more like a landing page. It was just a, it was just a page with some information that. on it. It wasn't the story. It wasn't the messaging. It yeah. wasn't. So what, what we've got now with websites, yes, you've got to have the SEO. You've got to have the keywords. You have to have Google AdWords. You've got to be social, not social. Um, mobile, mobile responsive, yeah. and you've got to right. have mobile readiness, yeah. right? Yeah. So if your website is not mobile ready, you're missing out on a lot. Google shares with uh, the industry that, uh, and, and Google is about 70 to 74% of all internet searches is done with Google. And what they've shared with Kikui is of that 70%, 90% of all of their searches start with a smartphone. Right. So as a shop owner, your shop has to be applicable, has to be attractive to a smartphone user because that's where so, they're searching so, you. So, you know, um, I've heard that website is like a thing of the past. The mm. websites are not as important as they used to be, et cetera, et cetera. And then, I, well, I think, I think possibly that's a, that's a valid statement. Not a to, a, to a degree, maybe. Yeah, because Google is looking at this differently now, and mm -hmm. they're trying to not have somebody go to your website. They're trying to put all that information right on the page. On the Google uh, on search. The land, on the Google search page. Yes. Oh, I see so, so you still so, have to build that I mean, I database. A, yeah, I, I need a website. Uh, let's make that really clear. Um, yeah, everybody needs so a website. So we got Brian from Shop Marketing. Okay, Brian, uh, pros. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and so, so Brian, um, uh, uh, What's what's changed? What, do I still need a website? Do I still need all that great information? And and then what, how do I take advantage of what Google's what Google's doing? Yeah, so I think that you know everybody still needs a website. The the website is kind of the the hub of all of your your online marketing. But Google has absolutely made the change where they're trying to bring people the information that they're looking for right there on the search results page, rather than having them go through to the website. But even when they do that, it's still your information that's being shown. They're pulling it within. right off your website and, and bringing that information forward. Right. And without okay. you having the website, then that information wouldn't be there for them to display and allow you to effectively be seen so, in search. So are, are more pictures better? You know, it, it well, depends on the context. So people like visuals, yeah. they like right. pictures, they like video. But at the same time, without written content, then it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to appear in search and, and be found. Uh, so you need a good mix of, of both. And actually, in search engine optimization today, longer form content is what wins. So, oh, really? so okay. you know, images are important, but content really still is Current pink. relevant content still rules the day. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So let me, let me pass this. Yeah, yeah. This is my wheelhouse. So telling your story is so critical. Because let's look at the average auto repair shop's website. What do they say about themselves? We're I'm great. Honest. honest. We're, I do it right the first we have the time. Best master tags. We're reliable. Yeah. Right? Right. 
they need to connect with their why. They need to connect with what makes them special and unique. Simon Sinek. Yes, Simon Sinek, exactly. And that's what I teach in my classes. You know, without your story, how are you going to find your target audience? How are you going to find your tribe? But. And your tribe is going to be what supports you, and there's so much abundance out there that your tribe may not necessarily be my tribe, which may not necessarily be yours. Everybody wants to have multiple flavors available to them, and when you create unique content and you tell your unique story and you show the world what makes you special, you are going to find your perfect candidate. So that, 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 leads, to, that leads to maybe an, another question, and, and that question is for, for the group, um, you know, when, when you are going to use social media, which I think social media is like the next level. Yep. Uh, you know, it used to be we had the yellow pages, and yep. then all of a sudden we had websites, and some people had them, some people didn't, and all of a sudden everybody has a website, and now social media is kind of taking over uh, a, a lot of the marketing, and of course we have a few people who are experts at that. Thank you for showing up and talking. Um, but I, for us, I think the the, some of the most important things are being genuine, telling your real story, not not someone else's pasted material or or or, or canned pictures, uh, but really telling that I'm I'm the expert and here's why and here's 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 why we do what we do and here's who we are. You know, the guy yesterday telling me thank you, uh, you changed our lives. Um, I, for the week, I'm on my high. I I, I don't need anything else. Um, uh, I don't need any drugs. I don't need any alcohol. I'm going to be great for for at least a week. Right. Um, uh, um, but but when they understand, you know, that who you really are and, and the genuineness of it. So I think I think that is the is the story. Now you and I were talking about uh, being the expert, etc. Yeah. So explain that a little bit for our. our so audience. so we refer to that as as being the celebrity expert authority, and that is, you know, getting over your fear of video getting out the camera and just talking to people, just being real, not trying to overproduce anything, not trying to make a Hollywood production, but getting out the camera and showing, you know, in, in the automotive industry case, um, you know, something that may be going on with a vehicle, uh, explaining to your tribe why it is that you do certain things, making it very clear, you know, if, if, we're, if we're replacing a timing belt, and we're telling you that we want to replace the water pump and the camshaft seals and crankshaft seals, this is why. And instead of just telling them this is what we're going to do, actually showing them, explaining to them, and telling them you know, the, the reason that it's being done so that now, instead of them looking at you as, oh, well, they're just trying to sell me something that I don't need, they're looking at it and saying, these people are they're looking out for my best interest, they want to fix my car the correct way, and when I go to have this done, this is the person that I want to have to do that. And every single day in your shop, you're going to have other things that you get to, to show them. So, you know, you get out the camera, you, you show them what's going on, you get to show your expertise, you get to show that you're genuine. They look at you, they come to, to like you and trust you and be much more willing to do business with you. So, so, so can you, you know, um, uh, one of the things, the second thing I think that is most important besides really telling your story and being genuine, is consistency of of message, and I don't mean necessarily consistency of message. I mean being there uh, on a regular basis. Uh, you know, knowing that uh, twice a week there's a post, or yep. or or every day there's a post, or whatever that is. Um, uh, can you can you can you overdo it? Yeah. Yeah. You can overdo it if you're spamming people. 
But if you're bringing value in your content well, and so you're giving them advice, then you can never overdo it. So Look at Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. He produces new content every single day. But if you're constantly saying, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, every single time, yeah. boring, that's and that's a turnoff. But that's exactly. also, not, that's also not what we're... That's not what we're doing. That's not the messaging. The messaging no, is the messaging I have is, something I am you that's going to help you. There's no, there's no strings attached. Yeah. And as long as you're providing the value, yeah. I don't think you can over-communicate. We, 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 we took something from Todd, your, your boss. Mm -hmm. um, Todd started posting uh, uh, special people or... You know, Gratitude Tuesday. Gratitude Tuesday, yes. right? I love and, that. Uh, and Kent, I love that. Kent, my son, was our, our first gratitude guy. Nice. And, and so Congratulations. every Tuesday, Todd is, Todd is posting. <laughs> and, and then I thought, you know, what we need to do is we need to do the, the tips. And, and these are just short, beautiful, three-minute tips yes. on how to do business. And we, we launched our first one a week ago, we, second one a couple of days ago. Yep. Uh, we'll have our third one. And, and I started with 50 because it was like, okay, we're going to do 50 like Todd. Yeah. And then it was 53, and it might be 57 or 59 when sure. we're done. But, um, you know, we're consistently once a week, here's a tip. And it's Love just it. for you. And there's, there, there's no strings attached. There's no, mm. there's no I'm going to sell you our stuff. Uh, it's just plain, here's something for you. Absolutely. Uh, that we want to give you. If you'll take three minutes, you're going to learn something. You know, and Wistia did a, uh, a commercial. They had three different teams, $100,000, $10,000, $1,000. You're shaking your head. You know this, right? Yeah, right. Amazing. So go make a video commercial, and you've got $100,000 for your team to make this big production. You've got $10,000. You've got $1,000. Which one is the most effective? The $1,000 one. $1,000 one. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it was genuine. And that's what, as shop owners, they need to get away from this fear of it has to be perfect. So, so let me, it doesn't have to be perfect. So, so let me ask you another question here because this is this is on my mind. So so websites, uh, uh, you know, when websites first came out, we, we rushed to get a website. One of the first companies to have a website in the automotive and a bunch of guys didn't. In fact, I'm surprised there's still some people with no website in the automotive. Yeah, it's but, crazy. But it is what it is, right? But, but now we have social media and, you know, a year ago when we really started our social media push in our company, um, you know, we were one of few people posting and doing videos and stuff like that. And now there's there's 50 videos out there. Yeah. So how do I... You have a library not, not of them. Not just us, but I mean, there's so many different... Like, I open up even our site and I've got... Because we support the AS, ASCCA, the, you know, we support the, the M... Whatever it is now, the MWACA. Moaka, Moaka, We support the ASA. And so yeah. they post, even on our site, yeah. their stuff. And now and, and you, you're you on my site, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and so yeah. now... And so now exactly. we open up, and now there's there's 50 different videos, but they're not my 50 videos necessarily. And that's okay, because they're coming for information. They're coming to see who you are and what you are, and they'll stalk you. Right. They'll stalk you to find out what your content is, what your mindset is. And, and yeah, they'll see these other things that are along the way, but that's okay. And what all this social media does is to push them into your website, because they'll stalk you even further, because this is the umbrella of all. Because well, so, all your social so, media points towards, come check out my website and make sure you know so, who I am. So Google's making uh, adjustments, and one of the things that's become more and more important with Google is uh, linking or backlinking uh, uh, into uh, um, uh, charities and mm -hmm. and other stuff, right? Because sure. it, it it points, I guess, to Google. It tells you that you're a valid site that people watch, and so they move you up the ladder, right? Yeah. Um, 
So does does building the social media through Facebook and some of the other stuff, where you know we've got Kakui stuff on our side, your our stuff's on your side. Does that move you up the ladder? Is that going to move you up the ladder? It, it, it does, yes. Not to the degree that Google owns Facebook. Right, right, right. Because right. they don't. They don't. Right. But it does increase your activity. It does increase your uh, Google ranking. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Not a ton. So, right. So that is, that's referred to as social signals. And it, it's... Uh, you know, it's just like I give the analogy of if you've ever driven I-95 from uh, from North Carolina down to South Carolina, you'll see all of the billboards for uh, south of the border. Yes. Okay. So as you're driving, as you're driving there, at one point there were over 200 billboards for south of the border, and you're driving and you see you see this billboard, and you see the next billboard, and you see the next billboard, and the next thing you know, you want to stop there and look. Well, it's the same thing with social. When people are sharing things and they're liking and commenting about a particular topic, and in, in your case, hopefully it is your brand or your website or something, the search engines look at that and they're like, oh, well, here's, here's all these people interacting with this. Let, let's go see what that's about. And all of a sudden, you get a little boost in, in ranking. So now a small amount of social signals isn't going to do a lot, but, but when you can get a lot of social signals happening, then it can, it can give you a quick temporary boost in your rankings. Okay. So it just blows me away that the, the small things that we do, they just add up to such big things, especially in the social media, uh, you know, arena. You know, we, we, we post our tips once a week. We have a, I usually do something once a week that's just a, a saying that I like. And, and uh, you know, I posted one two days ago, and we've got like 135 interactions in it. And, and it's just, to me, it, it, it's like, oh, my gosh. There were 135, now 600 some people saw it, but 135 people actually interacted and made a comment or, or, uh, or sent it to somebody, shared it with somebody, and that, that has to do something for you, uh, uh, you know, in the marketplace. It brings your company, it brings your logo to a top of mind. And when you're top of mind now, they see you at another place and another place and another place. It takes seven times of them seeing you to recognize you. It takes seven times for them to say yes, and it takes seven yeses for them to buy. Right. So they've got to have 49 exposures before they're going to buy. Right. Before they feel comfortable enough. And that's the other thing. People are always I, saying it's over 60. I, I was, yeah, like 64. It's um, but but it's, to me, it's all about timing. If you decide, if you decide to draw that line in the sand in your business and say, I, I, I don't want to, I want to, I want more money. I want more time in my life. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And, and, and not in the way that I'm doing it. I want more out of this. Yeah. And, and, you, and, and the Institute is, is in front of you, and you're, and you're thinking, hey, that white-haired guy, that old white-haired guy, you know, he's the guy. All of a sudden, now that's a client. And it's really about timing, because if you weren't there and you weren't on their mind, someone else might fall in line, someone else might say something uh, or do something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this, this idea of, you know, building that tribe. We have a pretty good tribe. You mm -hmm. guys have a better tribe. I want your tribe. We're, we're, we're trying. We're and trying you're working. Yeah, them. we're working right. on it all. Um, but but um, you know, you build that tribe, and then these people are following you, and they're re and they're thinking about you, they're remembering you. I cannot. T when we, about about a year ago, I brought my millennials in. Uh, Kent, and Michael, fantastic. They they do just such an amazing job with our woo woo. social media. And um, I said, uh, I'm an old guy. I'm not doing a good job. You know, you guys got to take this over. 
and uh, and and we've seen a 400% increase in inquiries yeah. into what we do and, and how we do it just quickly mm -hmm. um, because we're people are going hey I, I saw you on on Carm mm -hmm. uh, you know yeah. I saw you on uh, I saw you when when you did the thing with Kakui yeah. uh, I saw the thing that you posted yeah and 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 they're and and they're liking you and they're and they're starting to follow you and then when they make that decision you're the person that they're going to go see or the company that they're going to go see exactly did I ever tell you how I qualified for the Grammy nominations no okay so it's all about the consistency for those of you who have not heard of my origin story, the reason why I am Rockstar Marketing is because I am a bona fide certified Grammy qualified Rockstar. I qualified for 10 Grammy nominations on my very first album. And I was like, oh my God, did I get struck by lightning? And I found out that it was my persistence on social media. So take, let's take you back. I'm a starving artist. This is before I start getting into this industry. It's 2007 and there's, there's a thing called MySpace and a brand new thing called Facebook and Twitter and I wanted to launch my album but I didn't have an agent I didn't have a record label didn't have a bunch of money but I had a thing called the internet and I started promoting my music 15 minutes a day because that's all you needed back then and remember this is like Millennials this is like way back right when you were in kindergarten when you were little so 2007 <laughs> I'm like promoting my music on all the social media channels and next thing you know I qualify for 10 Grammy nominations and I'm like damn and it wasn't because I'm a talented musician in fact if you go back and listen to my music I kind of suck but it was the consistency and the persistence okay you, you had the you had the gumption to go do it exactly and a lot of people think about it exactly and never go do it and you just have to do it and that's what marketing is. Yeah. You throw it up against the wall and Some you hope to God that you, it sticks. Yeah. And then, no! no. no. I disagree. I disagree. Why do you disagree, darling? I agree with you disagree. Well, and that's... There you go. Ken's not in the screen. What Ken is saying... Come here. Uh, uh, come here. Come on. Come over. Yeah, Step over. Come here. Come back here. Come here. Quick. Come right here okay. and say what you got to say because I, I agree with you also. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to Mark, in old days, that's in old days, that's exactly what you do. You you throw it out there. You try to get some kind of um, uh, return with your investment on your time, your energy, your branding, whatever, just to get some exposure. However, nowadays with the tools that we do have. The amount of analytical so data that you can pull, data. It's so amazing. you can target your audience almost down to like their house address. Their income, well, the vehicle they drive, the right children started, they have. We didn't have that data back right, in the day. No. Right, so, right now, right now, we yeah, are, I'll, I'll we throw are it over your way in a second. geofencing the convention center. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys are seeing our advertisements, we geofence you. And we are, and we are you. pushing, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, 46 different messages they're all the same message, but they're 46 different little things. Yeah. So if you're in here and you're on Facebook or you're on on Google, you're gonna it, you're gonna see something that we have uh, have put out and published. Yeah. And uh, and and you know, two years ago, you couldn't do that. Right. I mean, I can I can almost say if they have blue yeah, eyes, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna hit them. Right. Now, for those of you who are here, you need to go back and watch some of these videos. And find the question box. Yeah. 
the question mm -hmm. box, which, by the way, I don't know. We're still having a few <laughs> little issues with the question box, but we're going to get that fixed. Did we misplace the work. question box? No, no. The, the question box is, is struggling to, uh, if you're using a certain browser, uh, it, it seems to not want to work the way it's supposed to work. Oh, interesting. So we're, we're working Okay, on so what that. browser does it work extremely Chrome. well on? Chrome. Chrome. Everybody Chrome. use Chrome, Chrome and then go watch his video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Loved it. So, so, um, Laughed. I rolled on the floor laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had so many comments about that. People stopping me and sending me emails and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah. my God, that's so good. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the, the funny thing is. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. funny thing is he made it within a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. We I mean, we threw it together. Half hour, and then Michael edited it for maybe a half hour, and we posted it. And, and, and so we have. One we hour. Have, we have no. Uh, we have no real investment. Now, we do have cameras and, and money and gimbals and things like that that we have spent. But, but it could have been done with a cell phone. Smartphone. Easily. Right. iPhone. Easily. A lot, yeah. A lot, of the video, a lot of the videos that you guys see, like our, our vlog-style videos, I've just shot with my Pixel, my Google Pixel. Like, the, the quality of phone cameras today are so nice, and they're comparable to be able to get quality uh, imagery out there. I mean, look at a lot of like Patrick's stuff. Patrick yeah. uh, McHugh, he's doing a lot of oh, yeah. great, authentic marketing. It's real. Yeah, it's it fun. Funny. It's relatable. Guy outside his car or whatever. That and it was, was a good marketing cool. message and, and drew yeah, people yeah. in. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't. I don't. I just yeah. Just I chimed in on that like yeah. throwing things at the wall. Don't because if don't you've got an extra thousand dollars, you want to know what works, not hope what works. And there's a difference between testing and just throwing it out there. Yeah. Oh, Brian, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. the mic, so, baby. You know, when, when, when we're at a conference when we're at a conference like this and we have the opportunity to be around some of the amazing shop owners that are here, those shop owners, they're not gonna throw things at the wall and see what sticks. No. They're they're going to use the data, they're going to do some higher level marketing. You know, I just got finished teaching a class on Facebook advertising where we were talking about building audiences and all of the different things that, that we can do How to get right in, in front class? of the first I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, there are somewhere around 250,000 shops in the United States that, and, and so many of them are not doing anything when it comes to marketing. Right. Nothing. For those people, if they would just throw some things at the wall and see what sticks, if they would just do some of the foundational marketing, some of the basic things without trying to overcomplicate their marketing, without being scared by the big data and all of that, well, then they would see some really great results in their business. So. I agree that you do want to get into the data. You want to do you want you want to get everything that you can out of every dollar that you spend in marketing, but at the same time just do something. But you almost have, you almost have to start yeah. and get some something out there to get some of the data. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's the thing. We we've we've gone through I would say three or four different kind of generational shifts. So first it was kind of me doing some stuff and then and then, uh, and then uh, uh, Kent went online and took some classes and, and learned how to do something a but, little better. By the way, there's resources online. You shop owners have no idea about any kind of internet marketing. Just Google it or YouTube. Yeah. Great resource. And, and, and so then, then Kent went online and Kent says, no, we need to take that money and we need to put it somewhere else. And we need to be more uh, judicious with it. So we're going to create this audience and we're going to go after this audience. And then, so first it was just like, Cecil's Facebook pals, you know, and then it was, well, uh, shop owners that live in these states uh, that have looked for uh, 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 automotive, automotive equipment, uh, you know, things that would automotive be likely training, to be, right, uh, we can pick age, we can do all that, and so, and so then we put some more stuff out 
and and then I I started doing some things that that were he told me don't do necessarily, but I was doing them anyway, and holy crap, they were working and really working well. So now I'm doing my little thing, you know, he's doing his thing, and now we've made another adjustment where we're honing our audience even more, and now I'm at a point where it's like okay, now I think. I could hire a marketing company to come in and help us market and, and even do a better job. So we've gone through these kind of levels, and I think that's the thing. You, you got to start somewhere, and starting somewhere, maybe just do a video, uh, tell people why you're in business, uh, tell people uh, why you're excited about automotive service and repair, tell, tell people how much you love to take care of their cars, um, you know, tell people why your business is a great place to, to, to be. Um, if you, you know, we. I remember this one experience. My, my staff called me out. There was a live bunny rabbit caught in the inside fender well of a car. So we're, we're working on this car, and we hear thump, 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 and there's a live bunny rabbit. And, and, and so and, and we saved the bunny, and we put it out in the field, and the bunny lived. But, you know, if you have something like that happen, get the camera out. Take a picture. Save the bunny, you know, and, 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 and post it. Yeah. Because you saved the money. Oh, of course. You know, we it's could. True yeah. Look at how many people watch cat videos. Hello. And and that's the other thing. You know, it's. I don't think. You know, I, I was always told. You know, a third informational, a third fun, and a third promotion. Yeah. Right. And and to me, that's kind of the mess. Most of what we do is not promotion. Most of what we do is, hey, here's something fun to watch, or or here's this informational thing for you that will help you in your business. And then occasionally we slip in a, hey, by the way, we're going to teach this class, or or hey, by the way, come to this thing that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, you got to mix it up, I think, and and make it exciting for them. But start somewhere. Yeah. Right. Start. Get something out and, and see something. And, Get off the couch. And and, and 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 do the research. And if it's not you. Then, then have one of your younger millennials do the research because they're better at it than than they're digital natives. Yeah. Well, and and any time that you start doing something, you're not going to be good at it. So your first videos that you make, I mean, if if any of us go back and look at the first videos that we've done, it's like, oh my gosh. And I hate watching myself That's how on video. You That's right. So in the beginning, you're going to suck. The more you do it, the better you're going to get. get. And you know, if you're if you're someone like me that hates seeing themselves on video, you get over it. I shoot a video, I don't even watch it anymore. I do the video, my team takes care of it from there. And, and then, well, I, yeah. I always watch them because I don't know, maybe my ego's too big or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> wow, we that was great, right? You know. Well, the other thing is, I gotta I gotta tell my staff, I gotta tell Michael and, and Ken, amazing. Yeah. You know, when I have when I have 10, 12, 15 clients that say, man, that was just the most amazing video that your guys did. I gotta, I gotta talk to him about it. I gotta go look at it myself and go, yeah. that was amazing, and and uh, and really beef him up. Well, um, also your accountability for for you as the as the coach or as your own accountability person. When you watch your own video, you listen to your own voice on the phone. You I listen to your it, own speech. Right? Yeah, I hate it absolutely, <laughs> and I still do. But I still listen to myself because I want to improve. I want to make my presentation better. I want to make my phone skills better. I want to make my videos better. So I will watch that, take notes, make sure that I implement that in my next video and or in my next speech. Interesting fact about that, why you hate hearing your own voice recorded, it's because you've, it yeah. you've got resonation that's happening in your head that the microphones won't pick up, that you're used to. So you hear it and you're like, oh, that sounds weird. 
My, my voice and it does. sounds it's so true. nasally to me when I hear it back. <laughs> it and, does to and me, I'm too. Like, How can anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something for you. But, um, the, 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 I, I, I'm like surprised, and yet I have a lot of people that say, wow, you just have such a great voice. No, you, and, you, yeah, and, it's uh, true. And so I guess it's BS. I just do what I do. and, and, and You do and what let, you do, and then you've got to listen to it. You've got to critique yourself because you'll be the most critical of yourself, worse than what Kent will do for but I you. Think you. I think you can't be too hard on yourself. No, you, you can't. you got to look at it and go, man, I'm out there. What am I going to do something. to improve? Yeah, what's the next little thing? And it's a little thing. Yeah. So next time I'm going to wear a different color shirt because because uh, uh, my hair stands out better with a different color shirt. Or next yeah. time I'm not going to say um three times or, you know, whatever that is. But get out there and get your messaging out to people. Build the tribe. So let's talk about building the tribe. Um, how do we... How do we, uh, so, so let's talk about coaching and consulting and building the tribe. How do, you know, the, the, the question becomes, how do we build the tribe and get more people involved so that they have a better business, so that they make more money, so that they work less hard, have more time in their life uh, for the other things in life that they should have? Well, I, people want what they see other people have. So if you're able to have testimonials of customers, clients that have come through your consulting and training to say, this is where I was two years ago, and this is where I am now because of consulting, because uh, of a coach. There's a, there's a, there's a guy, uh, Didmar Dahman, uh, on, uh, on uh, TED Talks that does a TED Talk that talks about usefortizing. He calls it usefortizing. And usefortizing is someone else has used your product, and someone else says, wow, this is a great product. And, and the example he uses is, you know, you, you see a movie, and it's got Johnny Depp and, and you know, Cameron Diaz and pe all these people you know, but it's rated three stars. And then next to it, you see this movie that has nobody that you know in it, but it's five stars. And so, you know, you look at the three-star movie, you go, yeah, 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 maybe. But, man, a lot of other people saw this, and a lot of other people really like this, so I'm going to give this a chance. And, and so one of the things I, I always talk to my clients about is I want referrals on the website yeah. from the clients that talk Absolutely. about the things that, that build my tribe. So if my clients like the fact that we have a great warranty, I want someone to talk about our great warranty. If my clients, I'm never going to tell you I'm an honest guy. Well, I am, but, but not in, in my advertising, in, in face to face. No, because that should be understood. But my, but my if clients, I got to tell you I'm honest? Right. There's a problem. But my yeah. clients are going to tell you how honest I am, right, and how genuine I am and how much I care about my clients. Uh, I don't have to say it because they're going to say it for me. That's right. So for me, those referrals that we use, and we use them not only on our website, but we use them uh, on our Facebook. And, you know, we bring people in and to do short bits about, wow, this really happened for us. And we create videos about our, our great new service advisor program and, and the great results we're having. And we have our, our service advisors talk yeah. about that, right, and yeah. how excited they are about it. Those are things that I think I need to be doing kind of on a regular basis as yeah. part of my, my marketing effort, right? Yeah. And, 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 and make it a 30-second, 90-second. Got to be short. Got to be short. I mean, it, it's amazing. You never know how short 30 seconds is or how long 30 seconds is until you have to record your first commercial because you'll, you'll, you'll set that timer and you barely get out hello Ding. Ding, 30 seconds. <laughs> Holy cow, what just happened there? All right, let's do it again. It's
over. Yeah, it's all over. So, so those that thirty second, ninety second is really the the I, beautiful I time period. I mean, look at look at Vine. If you guys know what Vine is or but have Vine heard of is Vine. Much gone now. Oh, they're gone. They got bought out. They, yeah, they're TikTok. TikTok. But, but the the model that they ran it was six seconds. They put a limit on it, and people were creative. But it was six seconds, and it got attention. You literally, you have to be able to put an, a, a hook out there that gets people's attention within the first two, three seconds. Yeah. Put as little out there and still get as much response. Something else that's very important when, when it comes to building a tribe is you've got to have a platform that you stand on. Because if you don't, then you're just like everyone else. Right. So you, you've got to have, well, I mean, when I say a platform, though, I mean well, that's kind your, of that why your belief from Simon system. Connect, what, why, why do we do what we do? Why do we believe in this? Right. You know, my philosophy on automotive repair was take care of the car mm -hmm. and, and, and always take care of the car. And sometimes you've got to tell a customer something they don't want to hear, but it's my job to take care of the car. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the professional. I'm the person that you have said, you know, I want you to take care of my car. Those are, those are my perfect clients. That's my tribe if I have a shop. Mm -hmm. And and so those are things that we always talked about. And people said, man, that guy looks like he really wants to take care of my car, and he's going to do that job. So that's the guy I want to attach myself to. Right. And, like, you know, yesterday evening we were in a meeting together, and during that meeting some discussion came up about different philosophies. Yes. And I could tell that, like, you're very passionate, and you stand on <laughs> your platform, and you know, like, in, in, in your mind, and, of course, you're right, your platform is the right one. Yes. And, it, and it should be, because if, if you don't truly believe that the platform that you stand on is the right one to stand on, then why you, would your tribe follow how you? How can you talk about it? How can you, you know, you, you have to believe in who you are and what you do. I, I would say for sales, period, um, the most important thing for a salesperson is to believe in their product and who they are and what and what they're able to do and if you yeah. can do that and by the way you know yes i absolutely 100 you, you know i believe it and, yeah. and i'm extremely passionate about it but maybe someone else disagrees that's still okay it is right yeah i still believe it's us mm -hmm. well after you have your platform figured out you know your values and what you stand for you need to make sure and you would know this everyone knows this you got to have them on all the channels because the different yeah, channels attract the different types of people. So for example, if you want to get the Gen Xers and the baby boomers, go onto Facebook because the young kids, that's where the old people Instagram. are. They don't want to go there. Snapchat used to be really cool. Now it's a ghost town. TikTok is the new thing. We're like young, young, young. young people. And then LinkedIn is finding a resurgence in its popularity because LinkedIn is where you're yeah, going to I'm recruit seeing, your I'm technicians. More, I'm seeing a lot more LinkedIn. A lot more myself. LinkedIn because yeah. you don't have the drama of the politics and the news going on on LinkedIn, thank God. And so it's more professional. So every single channel that you put your your message out on has its specific audience. And, and it, it, again, it's the drip effect. It's the constant tipping point of getting out there, being consistent, but knowing who you are and just getting your message out there. And then if you want to take it to the next level, so for example, you'd want to take it to the next level for your own self, you put it on Zoom, you have you know the webinars, People joining you live. We do consistently every two weeks. And then while you're while you're doing that, then you also have it on Facebook Live, and you consistently have it on Instagram Television. 
No. Yeah. No, we were good. This is special. We were, good. we're actually in between uh, the special, special occasion. I'm on the bonus issue. Yes, yeah. you are, buddy. Woo! You are. Yes. But I mean, for example, I, I, I'm investing in myself on being a public speaker because I want to talk about my book, what dancing taught me about running a successful business, and I want to do a TED talk. So you know what I'm doing? I'm doing Toastmasters training. So I can get over my ums and my ahs and my nervousness. Which is hard. Very difficult. But I also spent a lot of money on going to a speaker's mastermind training with Lisa Nichols. Yeah, you have to do things like that. Yeah. I, I, you know, there was a period for me that that I was so busy that I, I couldn't go and I couldn't, I didn't have a coach or anything. And, and, and now there's been kind of resurgence of that for me. I need more training. I need someone to, to coach me. Right. Um, right. And so we've, 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 I've hired people. We've brought people into the company. Um, you know, one of, one of my guys, uh, Bill uh, Greeno. Mm -hmm. Bill uh, Greeno. Uh, Love year, Bill Greeno. Bill shuts down his shop for a couple of days and does something special and mm -hmm. brings someone in to, mm -hmm. to work with his staff every year. With his book theme every yeah. year. Yeah. And, and so it's fantastic. And as trainers, we constantly have to keep sharpening our axe, don't we? Yes, yeah, we, we have do. to constantly so, learn. So, and, 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 and so if that's true for, for us, and isn't that even just as true for the shop owners? They need to be sharpening their axe constantly. Um, and, and that's what, you know, if, if you're watching this and, uh, and, and you, you learn something about social media and you actually go do something, and, and, and create that tribe, even if it's just the start, then this was of extreme value uh, uh, for all of us. So, so we're, we're running out of time. Last, uh, last right. one. Last, last. So here's it. So the, uh, the, the, the point of this is you need training. If you're sitting at home watching this, next year you need to plan on being here. There are 544 new attendees, 500 plus, that are here this year. They've heard the call of Vision. Vision is a great trade show. Yes, you need to work it in your budget. You need to be here because there's trainings for your technicians, your service advisors, your managers, and for you as owners. There's training every hour. There is a different, four different courses for your technicians, service advisors, and owners. You have to be here. Well, yeah, put, I, sir. I agree, hundred percent. Well, well, well put. This, this, these are these are great things. Now, uh, these trainings, uh, ATE uh, in Washington in two weeks. Uh, one of the best. Uh, one of the one of the best trainings. Vision. One of the best trainings. Uh, uh, World Pack STX every two years. Uh, uh, unbelievable. We will teach over 600 classes in three days, um, and and these are top trainers. So if you're if you're a World Pack uh, person, if you buy from World Pack, uh, uh, get in, get there. You're going to have some of the best training that there is from some of the best instructors uh, in the industry. And all right, so we got to wrap it up. I always go over, but um, so last last word, uh, uh, marketing or, or training. Uh, uh, last word. We're going to give you the la uh, a last word, and we're going to okay. pass it around, and then we're going to finish it. So one of the biggest advantages that you'll have to come into an event like this is to see the perspective that you can't see from within your own shop, because perspective creates possibility. When you come to an event like this, you will leave here with an entirely different idea of what is possible in your, in your business, in your finances, in every aspect of your life. So come here to get the perspective. And I think you'll see other shops, too, that are having success in doing things that you didn't know you could do. And that's something that, that helps you with that perspective. You know, this guy is actually doing this and, and, and having great success, so I can have that success. 
last Last, Jimmy last, already said last words. Your, I got my last out. words, which is that you need to be here. We 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 try to travel the world or try to travel the country in the Kikui van to visit your shops, but we can't get to everybody. But you can come here, and we can see you. You come here. Definitely. I know this started out as education and training, but it kind of turned to mark to marketing. But got the right got a bunch of marketing people. No, no matter. No matter. So, there you go. No matter what you gain or what you learn, try to apply it. Because if you just sit and, and, and soak it all in and never use it, it's useless. Amen. If you want to take your life to the next level, you need to develop a thirst for knowledge. Amen. Go for whatever is easiest for you. If it's watching YouTube videos and TED Talks, if it's listening to audiobooks, if it's coming to a physical class. Podcasts. If it's anything, just develop that thirst for knowledge. It's like brushing your teeth. And you will find over time that you incrementally climb and you're going to hit your next million and you're going to take your life to the next level if you're constantly learning something new and then even when things don't go well find the good in every situation and you will turn your life around and and, and I would add I would add I would just add that those small progresses that you make because you went out and you learned something and you spent five minutes on a on a video or an hour watching the podcast or listening to a podcast those those small wins become big wins and and they're exciting and they change your life and and so for me the reason I'm a consultant is because of my dad my dad worked very very hard his entire life he was the guy that came in at six in the morning, left at eight at night, and you had to work, had to get the job done. And, and, and I wanted to have other shop owners not have to do that, to be able to make the money eight to five and be able to spend time with their families and take some time off. And, 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 and so just learn something and make a change. Not only will you excite yourself, but you'll excite your staff, and that excitement will also excite your customers. And, and pretty soon the ball is rolling. And, and getting bigger and bigger, and you can have a really great life, but you've got to train, you've got to educate, you've got to learn something new, whether you hire a consultant or whether you watch a podcast or whatever, just get it done. Thank you so much for uh, listening, for watching, and uh, we hope that we've made some, uh, some help for you. Find other episodes like this at institutesleadingedge.podbean.com or find us on iTunes and Spotify by searching The Leading Edge. Catch the Institute team at the Automotive Training Expo in Seattle on March 22nd through 24th. Stop by and say hello. We've got presents. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.